0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dunks NFL. This episode, I'm my friend Isaac Weidler on. Hey. All right, thanks for being on my show, man. Yep,
1: thank you for yeah, having me.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna be covering uh, week 11. There was one review in there, and the rest we're gonna preview. So uh, last night, uh, your favorite team's the Seahawks, which go Hawks, man. Yep. Uh, they defeated the Cardinals. So what are your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, it was kind of, a it was a really big win, not only for their offense. The offense did, you know, what they do usually do. But it was actually a good team win. Uh, something we haven't really seen this year. It's always been the offense kind of carrying. It's, it's actually funny. You look at Russ's career uh, as a Seahawk, or basically his whole career. Um, the theme in the beginning was they had a historically great defense. It was the Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Yeah. And, like russ obviously he wasn't a bad quarterback but you know he was definitely getting carried into the playoffs by that defense now things are totally different seahawks are ranked dead last in the nfl in passing defense their zone defense is an absolute nightmare guys aren't communicating with each other they're giving up big gaps in the defense they're now called the legion of room because they give wide receivers about five or six yards you know, each play. Right. And uh, especially you know, against the Bills, it was it was awful. And, you know, you can't expect Russell to bail you out every single game. So yeah. last night, you know, they did a good job at not giving up big plays. They kept DeAndre Hawkins in check. And not only that, but they kept Kyler Murray's legs in check. He only had 15 yards wow. on the ground, which uh, that's by far the lowest amount he's had uh and I think his longest run was maybe six or seven yards. So, you know, he was looking really, really good on that. Um, they did blow coverage a few times. Jamal Adams did, you know, get off his assignment on that one touchdown where, you know, Carson Edwards just snuck into the one side of the field. They left the whole half of the right. field open. We've seen that a lot. That only happened once last night and they, you know, they could have got forced or fourth down there, but Jamal Adams definitely made up for that. Uh, the net. Very next drive, he, you know, because he's such a weapon on all sides of the, all, all over the field. They kind of blitzed him. They got Kyler Murray to accidentally, you know, throw the ball into the ground. They got right. the intentional grounding in the next play. They got that safety, which kind of turned right. the, the game, you know, in yep. Seattle's favor because I think Cardinals could have definitely <laughs> marched down the field and scored there and it would have put them down. But yeah, it was a lot of. You know, it was a clean game by Seattle. They only had, you know, a couple 15-yard penalties on that one drive. That definitely cost them a, you know, you know, it caused the Cardinals to score. But other than that, you know, Cardinals played a sloppy game. And thanks to that, that puts them up in the division, and it's crucial. Right. Going into these next four weeks, Seattle's in a great position. They're playing, I think, the in this order, not maybe not this order, but they're playing the Eagles. They're playing the Jets, then they're playing the Giants, and the Redskins, and then Rams and San Francisco 49ers. That's five losing teams. I could see them winning four, at least four of those Oh, I would be disappointed if they don't go at least five and one. Wow. Because, I mean, those are five losing teams right now, and unless San Francisco can get miraculously healthy, it probably won't happen. (laughs) No, I wouldn't bet on that. Right, so Seattle... Because they, you know, they they started out five and zero. They had a really good schedule to start. Now these last five games have been quite much much tougher. They won two and three in these games, but they're now going to get back on track. They yeah. should, I think they. I would be disappointed if they don't go four and zero in these next four weeks. And yeah, they should definitely finish good twelve and 13 and three. Wow. Hopefully, maybe take that one seed. We'll see about that. Um, I won't. Well, I wouldn't put it in the bank, but it's it, it could definitely happen. It's possible. You know, yeah. you got the MVP cooking under center.
0: And, and, you know, one thing that Russell Wilson did last night, he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah,
1: it was big because Rams – I mean, Bill's game, people will turn that and say that's where he lost his MVP. I think he lost his MVP front runner against the Rams because the Bills game was not his fault. He was, you know – trying to make big plays a lot of the interceptions that the two interceptions he threw were on situations that it made sense to force the ball but the game against the rams he made a really poor decision he made a carson wentz x throw (laughs) and it it was like uh he just forced it and he had all the room in front of him to run and it wasn't a necessary situation it it made me a little uh disheartened but it was good to see him not forcing stuff this week he you know was just you know had the game in control he wasn't trying to do too much but he was doing enough to get you know seattle the points that they needed and it was it was good it's what we want to see from russell going forward
0: yeah i mean uh you covered all the points i'm pretty sure that's a great sum up of uh where the seahawks are headed and and how that game went down so Uh, On to the next game, we're going to talk about uh, my team, uh, the the terrible, terrible Jaguars. So uh, we are just so (laughs) bad, and um, I'm not even, like, I'm not understating, like, how poor this team plays week in and week out. We have a rookie, Jake Luton, playing uh, his third straight start. He lost his first two. He made some plays, Mm -hmm. but... Ah, <laughs> is this team. Like wait, uh, wait, Uh, I do like how their defense played last week. They showed yeah. some heart. And there's not much to play for at this point in the season. And everyone's gonna it's whisper in your <laughs> ear. Everyone's gonna whisper in your ear. Hey, like this is the tank time. Tank bowl, as the yearning tree would say. This is the time to lose to win for the future. Yeah. I don't think these players want to lose. I just think they're coming up short, making mistakes and mistakes are what separate like bad teams from good teams. Moving on to the Steelers, yeah. undefeated. How, how's that happen?
1: Um, well, first of all, their defense, we all knew that their defense was gonna be excellent coming in. Um, that's no surprise there. Uh, even, I feel like they've almost underperformed in what they've, you know, we expected. I, I expected them to be the number one defense, without a doubt. Minka Fitzpatrick has been good, but not amazing. TJ Watt and the line, the rest of the line has been, I mean. They, oh, they're, they're so good. They're so, so good. Washington I mean, Flank the it. only team competing with them is maybe Indy on the line. Right. Um, but we'll get to that later. I think, you know, Big Ben, he's come back. He's come back player of the year without a doubt. I mean, he's looked just basically as good as he has ever looked. I don't think I was not expecting him to come back this strong. Chase Claypool has been a really nice surprise. He is a nice surprise. And yeah, you know, they got that Deontay Johnson, who's you know Juju Smith-Schuster. They have weapons. James Connor is you know not he's not amazing. <laughs> he's, but he's, he, there. he's there. He's there. But he's he's, there. he's you know he's doing what he needs to do to keep this team uh, floating. And yeah, I think with all that. It's gonna be really tough for the Jaguars to oh, win. Oh, they're this not game. winning this game.
0: <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> no, like they are—they are not winning this game. Uh, I just hope to see some some bright notes for the future. Yeah. Uh, trying to draw any positives from this very bleak situation. Yeah. Any anything that I possibly can.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I've watched Luton. He has a good long ball. I'll give him that. I don't know about anything else. Uh, he. He hasn't really been able to put together a full drive, it seems like, except for maybe the Texans game, but uh, against the Packers, where it was a real NFL team. Yeah, uh, you know, like this. Yeah. <laughs> they, he wasn't quite able to com- you know, have a complete drive. But, yeah, no, there's – I mean, hey, you got to say, Dallas did surprise the Steelers a few weeks ago, and they almost pulled out a win against them. So I wouldn't – be surprised if the Jags keep it you know within 10 they don't you know get absolutely blown out and they they did you know the Packers too they might they might
0: surprise and it's interesting you bring up that point because we often find that good teams uh they call them trap games which are games that should be easy breezy and you go in and you find yourself in an absolute grudge Gridiron showdown with this team that hasn't won a game. You saw that with the with the Patriots and the Jets a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. The Jets. I don't know what Joe Flacco snorted pregame, but he was throwing some dimes and
1: it wore off by the end of the game. It whatever it was, <laughs> it, 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 it he could kind of just see it happening, going down, down, down. He, he switched
0: to that Vic's Nyquil by the second yeah, half. Yeah, it
1: was the wrong substance, whatever. It
0: was. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, talking about. Uh, teams that need to find a right path. So the Eagles are playing the Browns this weekend.
1: Yeah, um, this this is a very vital game for the Eagles. I don't think people realize just how important this is. Let's just talk about their next five games, including Cleveland. So they play Cleveland, then they go to Seattle, who's seven and three. Green Bay six and three. Saints six and three. Nice. And Cardinals six and four. They need to win this game. They need to win two out of those. Five games right. to maybe you know if we're talking playoffs which huh, do you really want to make the playoffs if you're a Philly that's a question for another time but I if they don't beat Cleveland this week then I don't see them you know beating two out of those other four teams because and now let's let's talk about them versus Cleveland they're actually in a good position right now to beat Cleveland why? Well, this morning I wouldn't have said that, but Miles Garrett has recently gone onto the COVID list wow. as of a few hours ago. Wow! That is huge. I was thinking Miles Garrett's going to, you know, be a nightmare. He leads the league Carson. in sacks, right? Yeah. But not just that, but Carson Wentz holds onto the ball way too long. Yep. He hasn't been leading receivers open. Yeah. I mean, offensive coordinator hasn't been helping him out. They've been calling bad plays. The line hasn't been quite as strong this year. They're dealing with injuries as always, and they forever will be. But that doesn't excuse the fact that Carson, we're paying him $100 million, and he's still not able to throw a back shoulder pass with touch. He's just throwing bullet after bullet, and he's just not on schedule with his wide receivers. It doesn't seem to matter who it is. He's just, uh, other than Travis Fulgham this year, he really hasn't had a consistent target. I mean, Greg Ward will get a couple of receptions every here and there, but it's just, it's been really ugly to watch. And what I'd love to see them do, get Miles Sanders going. They have, they have He had some really great runs last week, but they just kind of kept going back to the pass. And I think if they, they establish a good run game, it'll be tough against Cleveland. But with Miles Garrett out, I think they can establish some good runs. I think they're going to be able to, you know, have some more time for Carson without Miles yeah. Garrett. And defensively for Philly, you know, this is also a favorable matchup for them because their strength is their defensive line and stopping running backs. Now, not quarterbacks, especially Daniel Jones, for some reason seems to be their kryptonite this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it will definitely be a nightmare for them to contain Russ or Kyler Murray, but at least, you know, Baker Mayfield has kind of just been pedestrian this year.
0: Yeah, he, he hasn't wowed. And you talk about, you reference. I want to go back to the Eagles offensive line. They've had 11 different players start at offensive line this yeah, season. that's crazy. Uh, and they've been down to third strings uh, in their guard <laughs> positions and their right tackle positions. And it is no excuse, though. I talked about this last week that Wentz makes bad decisions yeah. and Philly fans crown him king and he does something dumb – and then like they wonder why it happens. You, oh, I know why it happens. Right, we know we know why it happens. It's because you hitched your horse, you hitched your wagon to a horse that, you know, sometimes trips on its face. Yeah. And and you know, uh so talking about the the quarterback matchup, Wentz last week, I don't like that Wentz versus Mayfield, even a pedestrian Mayfield. It's it's hard, it's hard to really like either of these quarterbacks right now. Yeah. If, if I'm being honest, but with Miles Garrett out, Maybe the edge goes to Wentz. He does have some some more highlight plays this season, but uh, he needs he needs Fulgham to step up and Brandon Graham needs to show up. He leads the team in sacks and he's a true edge threat. And Derek Barnett's come on strong yeah. as of late as well. Their linebackers are so bad. They have they have three linebackers, four actually if you count Alex Singleton, who are yeah. all run stoppers, but they're not even good at run stopping. Yeah. So so it's almost like what what is your purpose you know they're they're just space eaters in the middle of that defense and uh, while they are pretty good against the past top five they are abysmal versus the run so something to worry about well
1: yeah and that's the problem is i mean you're going up against uh one of the best running back tandems in the league and nick chubb and kareem hunt and those guys it's really good that cleveland has nick chubb back because those two play better when they're both in the game because you you usually use Chubb for one drive, majority of one drive, then next drive you'll have Kareem in. Those guys are going to be, you know, full power each drive. It's, it's a huge like, asset to have two backs like that. Exactly, you know? and especially Chubb. If Chubb, you know, burns your your front your front four, I mean, good luck, especially with the Eagles linebackers stopping him because. That second level tackling is not present in that defense. I am looking forward to a lot of Nick (laughs) Chubb fantasy points this week. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, hey. If y'all can't stop them, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's a welcome <laughs> back party.
0: Um, <laughs> speaking of a welcome back party, uh, let's welcome back Aaron Rodgers to that MVP conversation. Yeah. So the, the Colts and, and Packers play. And this is a really exciting matchup because you have one offense who's very potent, and on the other end, you have the best total defense in the NFL, in the Colts. So what are you looking forward to in this game?
1: Well, it seems like, yeah, it, this is one of the most interesting matchups. Um, you have... Uh, a, a really good Colts defense, a really surprisingly good Colts defense. Yeah, this the Forest Buckner me, yeah. trade was probably one of the more underrated moves of the offseason. I don't think I don't think they would be quite the same without Buckner at least putting pressure, at least stopping the run. Uh, they're easily the number one defense this year, if you ask me. And it, Xavier Rhodes has been quite a big surprise. You know, people kind of counted him out after his last year in Minnesota, but he's definitely been. Uh, back at that all-pro level that he you know, kind of missed a few years ago. And I think that him and Devontae Adams are going to put, you know, they're going to be fighting out there. But one thing is, the thing about this game is, it is, are the Green Bay offensive line going to be able to put that pressure off of Aaron Rodgers? We know Aaron Rodgers doesn't do as, obviously no quarterback really does as well with a bunch of pressure. He obviously deals with it a lot better than the other Quarterbacks, But, you know, uh, there's only one game where he's been sacked more than once. And that was against Tampa Bay where he was sacked four times. And when, you know, he gets a bunch of pressure on him and your quarterbacks yeah. can hold up, you know, that – yeah, that caused Aaron Rodgers' worst game by far that, this year. That, that
0: was a downhill spiral watching that game. Like, for oh, the yeah. first quarter. And then after that, like, it's like something changed. The dynamic of the game shifted. And it was not good for anybody on the Packers Definitely down, not. down the stretch. And and I'm looking forward to... Uh, the Colts are actually very good at takeaways. They, oh, yeah. they have a lot of interceptions this year. Just as many as the Pittsburgh defense. And people would argue with you, Pittsburgh would be the number one defense. Well, actually, you know... Indianapolis is better in yards per game, points per game, and tied with them in interceptions. I well, would I'm say, <laughs> I would say, round that out. You know, maybe you're not at that level quite, uh, yeah. and it's it's understandable. They have uh, just saw. Sol- I would call their defense solid because they play well, and they you know they also have Xavier Rose. People don't remember that they and Darius made, Leonard. Yeah, they made moves. Maniac. They made moves that people knew were happening, but they just chalked it up to you know depth or more roster space. So uh, I'm really excited to see this game. I definitely think that yeah. uh, the Rodgers versus that defense is a matchup that people are looking for. Uh-huh. If you have Aaron Jones in fantasy, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It might not be a great this game. This
0: defense averages
1: 19 points per game.
0: So that's yeah. not
1: a lot in the modern NFL. Right. And I, and we're talking about, let's talk about Colts offense against Green Bay's defense. You know, that's another kind of favorable matchup for the Colts because uh, like you were talking about how Colts had the most takeaways. Yeah. Green Bay is on the opposite of that. They Man. have not gotten a lot of takeaways this year, and they don't have an extremely strong, you know, you know, front four to put pressure on um, – what's that guy's name? Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's – That, been that guy with, like, all 20 kids. children. The guy, like, <laughs> yeah. the guy with, like, 20 kids, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, he – and that that front five from the Colts, the offensive line is, I would say, probably the best in the league. You got, you know, Gluwinski, uh, Nelson, Nelson. Quinn Nelson, Nelson is, is a stud, just a demoler, and they're all they're all just solid yeah. linemen. So, you know, obviously they don't have quite the weapons at wide receiver that you know Green Bay has, and Philip Rivers still is getting up there in age, and he's not the dominant quarterback like he never really was but you father know time. father time on center so, exactly, yeah. so when you talk about flashy receivers that can take
0: us to another team the kansas city chiefs yeah. and they know better than anybody else had to take the roof off of, off a of defense and uh they are the number one passing offense in the nfl and it shows week in and week out what are you thinking about their matchup with the raiders
1: well they have an extremely favorable matchup against the raiders on any given week and especially this week, I don't know if anyone's seen, but the Raiders have gotten the you know Rona, COVID, the, they got the Rona the, bug, they got, they got the Rona bug throughout the defense, um, and that that is going to be huge. I think Raiders definitely had a shot at winning this game, you know, if they were able to at least keep the Chiefs from going outrageous on their defense, but that's going to be extremely tough to do, um, even if and. It, a lot of those guys are just in protocol right now. But even if they do come back for the game, you know they're not. They haven't practiced with each other all week, right. and there's going to be there could be communication issues. And you cannot blow coverage on Tyreek Hill. He will torch you. He will, you know, he will. Patrick Mahomes will flame the ball sixty yards, and yeah. you'll be done. So, yeah, I think the a key for the Raiders. I mean, you're just going to have to put up as many points on offense last week or last game. Obviously, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. We know that they can beat them. What they did to beat the Chiefs, they brought out the big plays. We had a 70-yard touchdown cast to Aguilar. They had another long two long throws to Henry Ruggs. they had a big third and 18 conversion with Hunter Renfro for 40 yards the guy is underrated hunter, hunter renfro i love that guy yeah he is uh inspiration yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inspiration
0: for us us white boys yes exactly uh he was actually Deshaun Watson's guy like in the national championship lobby exactly don't, don't yeah know, i remember that they don't remember him uh, I, I I love the points you made and how you cannot fall asleep at the wheel with this Chiefs offense and with a defense that's depleted, whether they're COVID positive not or not, uh, it's going to be a big challenge. And that, while they still have Max Crosby, you said they lost their safety, they lost a couple linebackers. I think Cleveland
1: Farrell. Um, another
0: pass rusher. Like that's yeah. that's too
1: much to lose.
0: You need all your pieces and you need them to play well against a team like the Chiefs. The Raiders got the first of this matchup. I. I don't see it happening this time around.
1: Yeah, another important stat: Chiefs are eight. Or not the Chiefs. Andy Reid is eighteen and three, coming off bye weeks in his yeah uh, head coaching career. That guy is an animal coming off those games, and you know that uh, the Chiefs and this Chiefs and Raiders rivalry is starting to heat up a little bit now that the Raiders are actually playing well. The Chiefs are, you know, obviously one of the best teams to ever play, and yeah, this. I think I don't think the Chiefs are going to allow the Raiders to bully them on defense again. I think they're going to have to shut down those big passing plays. Derek Carr has looked so much better this year now that he Mm -hmm. has those pieces. Shout out to Mike Mayock actually, you know, surrounding him with good players. Josh Jacobs was an amazing pickup. He's been a stud. Henry Ruggs hasn't really been amazing, but he's still his speed is such a threat that Mm -hmm. defenses have to play to that. And Nelson Aguilar, who is infamously hated for cat not catching the ball, alligator arms. Yeah, and in Philly, but he's been able to make big plays for the Raiders all season. And Darren Waller too. We can't forget about him.
0: Yeah, when you say Darren Waller, there's a there's a secret aspect to this game, and it's the tight end matchup, Kelsey and Waller. Kelsey,
1: well, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey obviously definitely wins that though, because Kelsey is Kelsey's. Undisputably, the best tight end this season with George Kittle oh, and uh, yeah, Zach Ertz. most definitely, really especially with
0: especially with um yeah Kittle sidelined, it's it's been the Kelsey, McCole Hardman, and Tyreek Hill show. Yeah, week and in and week out.
1: I think they'll even have Sammy Watkins coming back this week that's too. That's Scary. That's so, that's legit scary. Yeah. I, I, It's really a shame that, that the Raiders had to come down with Kobe because I was looking forward to. Yeah, you, you
0: don't want to see a prime matchup such as that kind of go to waste with players like not able to play. You'd like to see everyone healthy to get the very best matchup possible, you know. So I share the sentiment there. And okay, uh, it, it is unfortunate. Uh, uh, so we have two more games to cover. Uh, a game that. One team that knows all too well about COVID restrictions is the Tennessee Titans yeah. actually. They play <laughs> they play the Baltimore Ravens this week. Uh what are you thinking about that matchup?
1: Yeah, this is like these are two teams coming off some kind of ugly wins. Titans are in a bit of a slide. They went 5 and 0. Now they're 1 and 3 in their last four games. And yeah, that game against the Colts, we saw some really bad special teams plays. We saw that blocked punt uh, they're going to need to clean all that up. The Ravens are coming off a really wild weather game against the Patriots. I wouldn't really put that... It's like a tsunami that, watching uh, that I, game. Seriously, I th- think they were playing through a hurricane. <laughs> I, Katrina. Yeah, it really... I wouldn't really put that loss against them. I think that was just tough weather, you know, playing a big factor in that game. That game would have been totally different if uh, weather was not an issue. But we have to remember these are two six and three teams. Ravens are losing their grip on having a chance at winning uh, the division with the Steelers. It's still possible, but they would pretty much have to win out and the Steelers would have to lose three games, which is possible. I think the Steelers will end up going, uh, probably splitting the rest of their games. Yeah, they're not gonna guys. go
0: undefeated. I don't think they're gonna go undefeated. Well, you
1: gotta consider, they had their bye week so early that they're gonna be a little burned out by the end of the year. That's a great and, point. Uh, I think the Ravens if they go on a huge surge could catch them but it would take a lot of you know good games for them to go in their way in order for that to happen but I think yeah so we talked talked about Titans not being able to execute on special teams we've seen you know I, I think whoever Plays a cleaner game, will have a much better shot at winning. I, I know that sounds obvious, but the Titans—it's true though. on special teams this year, with Gostkowski kind of being off, uh, you know, he hasn't been quite as good. And we know the Ravens have been great on special teams you know, with Justin Tucker, Sam Cook, and John Harbaugh being a specialist in that area.
0: Yeah, uh, one thing, a couple things I want to say about this game. Uh, From the Ravens' side, Uh, Lamar did take steps of improvement last week, I thought. He was taking the options available to him. He took Willie Sneed. I know that's not his number one option, but i just like to see him pass more. I'm not a fan of when he runs around a lot. I think that it's a dynamic part of his game. He's absolutely a dual threat. Uh, But I think he needs to quiet it down just a tad and establish this passing game because they're very bad at passing the ball and they're the number they were the number one rushing offense now it's arizona they need to they need to figure out a more balanced attack in my opinion because teams once they figure out lamar uh this ravens offense tends to get stagnant and It's unfortunate because they 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 broke twenty points every game this season except New England. Yeah, and and I just don't want to see a downward trend start to happen because Lamar is not utilizing his weapons properly.
1: Yeah, and if you remember back, Ravens were so dominant last year. They went into the the playoffs and then the Titans, you know, beat them, and it was kind of a crazy shock. How the you know, how the Titans did that on defense, they didn't really stop Lamar. You know, they, he had over 500 yards in the game between the air and the run. But what happened was Lamar had some crucial interceptions, a fumble, you know, at, in their, in in Titans territory that, you know, could have led to scores, but instead, you know, ball goes to the Titans. And I think the Titans just need to do, you know, they got to get Derrick Henry going. That uh, Chiefs or not Chiefs? Wow, Ravens defensive okay. line, okay. yeah, hasn't been quite as you know dominant as it was. So,
0: in your opinion, is this a game for the Titans for the Titans to lose and the Ravens to win? So, by the way, you're saying the Titans need to clean up mistakes or they'll yeah. lose, and the Ravens need to make improvements to win. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah,
1: and I think yeah, t- Titans definitely need to clean up, you know, especially on special teams. You know the punting that that stuff cannot keep happening if you're gonna want to be in these tough games.
0: Yeah, I mean some great talking points. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with one more great matchup. We're gonna talk about the Bucks versus the Rams. Uh, this is exciting because people don't understand the magnitude of these teams. I think Brady carries the hype, but the Bucks maybe have fallen flat in recent weeks. Uh, on the other hand, I think the Rams have been a pleasant surprise. Their defense is very good. People don't give it the credit it Mm -hmm. deserves. And they they have two lockdown corners. People don't realize that. You know, Darius Williams on the other end. Yeah, right. They they do have two, and they're the Mm third-ranked pass defense in the NFL, so they don't struggle in that department. Aaron Donald's second in sacks. This defense is built to win. Um, So what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, this is going to be – I think this is going to be the best game of the week. Uh, Brady, he's still Brady. You're going to – you know, obviously had that tough game against the Saints, but – as always, he will bounce back harder than ever. He bounced back hard as hell against the Panthers. Yeah, he yeah. did. Second and, half. Wow. Oh, well, and that was a lot thanks to the team around him. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup because you got, you know, the Bucks have a high-powered offense. You got all the weapons you could need in Godwin, Evans, Brown, even Gronk is, you know, Brown and Gronk are going to start coming out a little yeah. bit. You know, better each week because you know obviously they're both kind of coming out of retirement. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's an understatement. And uh, you know, Cameron Brate, people forget about him. Ronald Jones, and that you know Tampa Bay's line has done a good job at holding up this year, but they're going to be really tested by Aaron Donald. He's you know, as always, has been on the top of the league, and you know, just getting to the quarterback, affecting plays, and that's something that. Brady, you know, can handle pretty well, uh, especially with the weapons that he has in Godwin and uh, Evans and, and basically everyone. Scotty so, Miller, Scotty Miller, right? Too, and you know? unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey can't cover everybody. You know, he can't just shut down. Obviously, they have that other guy who's doing pretty well. as So, there so Williams, in, you,
0: in your opinion, uh, you think that the Bucks' offense might be a little too much for the Rams'
1: defense to handle? I think so because yeah, uh, but it all depends if Don- Donald can get to Brady a little bit more then we could see that's starting to shift towards the Rams side. But the problem comes on the Rams offense. Rams offense has been good. Goff has been, you know, better than he was last year, but he's still not quite where he was in 2018. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but we're seeing, you know, Go- Goff still does not do very well under pressure. Um, compared to other quarterbacks uh, of his caliber. He, and we we also know that Tampa Bay has one of the better you know, rushing defenses or passing, pass attack defenses. I don't know how to say it. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul yeah. has been great. Shaquille Barrett has been, you know, on point. Sue, you know, those guys can really get a Lethal, lethal weapon. Yeah, they can really get it. And we haven't seen the rams being you know putting up as many points on the offensive side of the ball i don't know if the rams offense is going to be able to keep up with tampa yeah, Bay's yeah and, and you
0: talk about that even production on the offensive side you always have cup and woods i'd like to see more out of higby their tight ends have yeah. not have not been producing this year and
1: they've also had a very inconsistent run game darrell henderson has sometimes been the back sometimes it's malcolm brown Cam Akers got injured early. He hasn't gotten going. He was supposed to be kind of a big rookie, like an underrated rookie, but instead that ended up being James Robinson. <laughs> God, I, I love
0: James Robinson. Let yeah. me let me just say that. Dude is a stud. He, he's had some shoulder issues this week. I really hope he can play, though. Yeah. So that was a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one more thing I want to say about this game, and then I'm going to get uh, your thoughts on most surprising or most excited matchup. Uh, Aaron Donald. You watch this guy play; he's so smooth off the point of attack, where you see those finesse swim moves, is what they call it. And he tosses grown men aside with reckless abandon. I I love watching Aaron Donald because there's very few defensive players, especially D-line, like in this in this modern NFL, to stand out as a defensive lineman. That that's insane to me, you know?
1: Yeah, um, it seems like he's just kind of a free. Freak of nature, where right. he's yeah, he's not the tallest guy, but he's, he's some, only six he gets, foot. Yeah, he's he's only six, six foot. foot. That's my height, but he's about <laughs> he's a little bigger. He's about 120 pounds of muscle more than I am, and <laughs> he's a little he, bit bigger. Yeah, just a, just slightly, but um, yeah, I he he uses his hands better than about anybody. You saw that video with him with the the fake the knives, knives. And yeah. just you know being able. I think being able to use your just being able to use your hands as a defensive lineman is such an underrated uh, trait because, you know, as much as you can, you know, just power through guys, a lot of the, you know, these guys are also just as strong as you and, you know, straight power doesn't always get you, you know, to the, the, results. Court, the, yeah. the results and I think that defensive linemen should almost focus on doing a uh, jiu sort of stuff. Yeah, like where some martial arts. No, like, I agree. Where you can use the offensive lineman's power against them. Mm-hmm. And that's what... Because that's what that's all about. And I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald knows a thing or two about that. Um, another thing I wanted to mention about this Rams game. Whitworth went down last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I know he's on IR. I don't know if he's done for the year or not. Uh, that's going to be a big impact for uh, the Rams offense because that gives Goff, you know, he's going to have a rookie tackle on his blind side instead of Whitworth, who's been one of the most reliable tackles ever. And, you know, with JPP or Shaquille Barrett or whoever's coming off that edge, you know, they're going to have a little bit less time to make those throws and yeah, they've they've had some good corners over there. Jamel Dean's been nice. Murphy bunton has been solid. Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. There's that kid from Minnesota, uh, Winfield Jr. Anton Winfield Jr. Who's been you know he had some pretty nice plays. So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be I, honestly I think I favor the Bucks slightly, mm. but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past the Rams. To, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's,
0: it's it's anyone's game, truly. Yeah. Uh, so we've covered the slate for Week 11. What's one thing you're most excited about or looking forward to this week?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I would have said Seahawks versus Cardinals because you wow. know <laughs> boy, that game's already happened. I know. I knew Seattle was going to win the game because they always split with the. Cardinals. It can still be your your most excited. Yeah, thing but I'll, I'll choose the game that hasn't happened. Um, I, I, I wouldn't I want to say Packers versus Colts because that's probably the best. That's the most unpredictable one. I think Philip Rivers could end up having a really good day against you know if he has all the time he needs. He doesn't need all pro wide receivers um, to get open. It, he, he's look, he looked really good against the Titans and I think he could carry that against the Packers. I think I I think I slightly favor the Colts in that game. Um, but we'll see about that. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's a great selection. I say the thing I'm most excited about is I want to see what the Steelers' wide receiver court brings to the table. I know Jacksonville's <laughs> a terrible pass defense; they're like 30 or 31st. Uh, I want to see them cut it up because the Jags have nothing to win for at this point. So I want to see Big Ben really let loose. They're actually one of the lower-ranked offenses in the NFL in passing terms. I want to see. Big Ben just uncork it like he did last week, and I want to see some some awesome catches and place. So <laughs> against your own team, I know that's that's pretty yeah. messed up, but you know yeah. I like to see great players regardless. So yeah, guys, that'll be the week 11 show. I want to thank you guys and have a great week.